Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. When Can I Quit My Job? Episode 19. All right, we ready? Ready. And begin. Welcome to another episode. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi oh, there, all oh. our fans. Welcome. <laughs> so today I want to talk about preparation. And do you know what the um, the Cub Scouts or the Boy Scouts, I think they are the same thing. Do you know what their um, motto is? Always be prepared. Always be prepared. Yes. Exactly. You got, got it. it. You nailed it. Did you know the Boy Scouts of America and the Girl Scouts are not related in any way? Are separate private yeah. entities? I think I knew that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, so <laughs> I want to talk oh, about... Oh, you thought I didn't know that. I didn't know it until recently. Mm. Maybe maybe we heard it at the same time or something. Maybe. Um, but I want to talk about being prepared for success or I guess yeah. in terms of this show when we say success we mean building your income to a level where you can quit your job that's what we're defining success as yeah I thought of another analogy and so this show is all about building up your uh, streams of income to replace your income from your job and so it is a huge goal but it is not the ultimate goal like once I do that then I'm it's not gonna be like so like I said I, I make like around forty six thousand dollars a year it's not like once we make forty six thousand dollars a year at my job it's like alright that's what I'm doing right for the rest of my life that's like a stepping stone on the way and so the analogy I thought of was um, being drafted for the NFL that's hey so like it's a huge goal that almost nobody <laughs> can say that they've accomplished right mm-hmm. I mean I can't yeah so like in draft day is coming up here this week I think oh. um, yeah uh, NFL draft is coming up this week and it made me think of that analogy like so quitting my job is like being drafted into the NFL like huge dream it's like dream come true unbelievable amount of work it takes to get there like huge accomplishment in your life but it's also a beginning right you like, mean because it's their career is just starting right yeah it's like you haven't accomplished anything at the next level yet yeah so i was kind of so even though the whole goal of of this podcast is to uh for for us to kind of share our struggle in getting to that point that's not the end of it for us and um right it's 
It's another beginning. It is. And actually, I have a question for you that I was thinking about because... I assume this episode is going to come after the one where you announced. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, because that one's yeah. been posted. But after mm-hmm. you've announced your, your ending, your quitting your job date. Yeah. It occurred to me that we didn't talk more about what that even means for this podcast because it would seem mm. like the podcast would be over. Podcast continues. Way. It does continue. Yeah, so. so I wanted you to speak to that a little because... Yeah. It would seem like we started it and like, oh, okay, it's called When Can I Quit My Job? And, and, here's and the all date. of a sudden, here's the We date. have an answer. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to ask you that for a long time. And I feel like this is actually a really great time mm. for you to talk about yeah. that. Um, because yeah. I, feel, I think you, in a way, you answered it. Okay. But I don't know if you have so, more you can add. Yeah. So there's plenty more. Uh, there's always more I can add. I'm a wealth of more. Of, not necessarily knowledge, but of words and talking. So, <laughs> no, but, um, no, I have thought about that. And so it also, there is a real possibility that uh, we're fucking up by me quitting when I'm quitting. Like, because I'm not, uh, when I originally decided to quit my job I laid down parameters I said I need to have this much per month coming in on passive income we need to have this much reserves and all that kind of stuff and because of our success recently I've become a little bit more lax on those rules and so it is going to be a risk um, unless we you know stumble into just like two or three months in a row of just unbelievable uh, production uh, mm-hmm. So it's not just, uh, like I said, it's it's being drafted in the NFL. It's, it's a new start. So when I quit my job, it's a whole new element that anyone else who is going to be considering quitting their job can learn probably a whole lot from. Um, mm-hmm. It's always great to learn from your mistakes, but it's always – better to learn from other people's mistakes before you make them so um yeah, or at least helpful i would think it's helpful yeah because you want to i think experience that yourself experience what your own failures yeah but yeah oh, sure. i mean definitely but if you can just avoid them <laughs> yeah that's but then do you really learn it anything do, if you don't have well, the struggle that's a whole other there's, thing yeah but a, anyway i know what you're saying yeah. At least for so, the most part. It's going to be a whole other realm of knowledge that I have no insight into right now when we quit that we're going to be able to share with people as far as, you know, burning the ships and, and being out there and just mm-hmm. doing it. Um, and we both know what it's like to be unemployed, but we sure. both don't know or you don't know what it's like to try and work for yourself full time. Yeah. Right. So that'll be a new experience. And I think there's going to be a lot of a wealth of knowledge in that because I'm probably going to – there's a good chance it's not anything like I think it is. But, and again, that's that's part of why planning is so important. So that kind of ties back in to what we're talking about today, planning for success. I think – I've been working a lot on just like um, 
What? No. Okay. So I'm thinking of this time right now is really building the framework for when I don't have a job. So it, that's why it's really important for me to try to be disciplined in, um, in blocking my time and getting good at holding myself accountable to certain tasks every day. That's hard. It is you hard. You had the day off today. What did you do most of the day? I worked most of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I even asked you that, but I pretty much knew it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So and it's hard because you want to have that time off. Yeah. Like, I would. There's nothing I would love more than <laughs> just to uh, drink beer and play video games all day, but. I've, I mean, we've been on this journey to learn to work toward long-term gratification instead of short-term gratification. Not to say I don't indulge from time to time and, you know, take the wrong, the wrong route, but. We falter sometimes. Sure. Everything in moderation, even moderation, but. um, So, yeah, so I've been doing like reading all these um positive mental attitude and growth books and everything like that and it's really to build the framework to be able to handle success when it comes and i don't i think that you have to do enough work on yourself to be able to handle success like the amount of work you do on yourself sets your upper upper limit for success so and you've been reading a book about upper limits i have yeah does that ring true to you yes so absolutely i'm not even done with the book yet but yeah um i, I want to say for succinct, sustained success not just because because mm-hmm. anyone can have like a good month or something or you know like uh you i th- i think that you have to work on your your own self and your own character and and by doing that you build the ceiling for sustain- sustained success mm-hmm. and i don't know how many of our listeners live outside of the midwest but i also feel like there's a very midwest mentality that don't don't look at me and my my success like we're and I know it it might be making a stereotype but um we tend to be really humble and don't feel comfortable with a lot of credit and Mm. even when we have great success um I think that's probably true well uh, I say that from coming I mean I've had work experience in an economic development office which Mm -hmm. is which that was for the region we lived in and we talk about that like that was very much in the vernacular of living in Indiana and I think it's kind of like a it's a good midwestern values type thing to feel Mm. like you want to be humble you don't want to be braggy you don't want to show off so sometimes I think 
that we let that not we we make it so it's harder to indulge in our own success and be like um mm-hmm. and celebrate that i mean i know that's not everybody like every single person and there's always exceptions but I mean, I'd be curious if anybody has a comment on that, if we have any listeners that are outside of Mm -hmm. the Midwest that maybe think different, or maybe it's everybody has that problem. I mean, I think they must, or they wouldn't have written books about it, but I do think in particular, like, it's just a random side note. Wait, so you, are you, I guess I'm not seeing the tie-in to what you're saying, like, well, modesty. to be comfortable, yeah. So I think to be. Don't you think that modesty, the way you're talking about it, is more of an outside way you carry yourself and not like a mentality? Like, about, like, isn't reflective necessarily of how you feel about yourself, though? You're asking if it's reflective? Yeah. Yeah, I think it can be. So you are you saying that someone that comes off as humble and modest doesn't think as highly of, as of themselves? Possibly. Or I because because maybe that's their upper limit is their it's hard for them to accept compliments and mm-hmm. because that is like that's too forward or too braggy. So I, and maybe it like they feed off of each other. So even if maybe you're proud of something, when all of a sudden someone sheds a light on it, mm-hmm. then you recoil because that can be hitting your upper limit. Hmm. But okay. then at the same time, it feeds into like, well, if you're doing that, maybe it's a little bit of a vicious cycle where you know you should be proud, but then someone compliments you Mm -hmm. you don't know how to accept that compliment and then at that same time maybe your your own mentality changes about yourself and success hmm okay is that is that still unclear (laughs) it makes perfect sense to me i feel like it ties perfectly in i don't know okay what's your problem (laughs) it must be over my head i don't know Well, like preparing for success and how important that is. And we were talking about the book Mm. that I'm reading, Mm -hmm. which is about upper limits. And and what I've gathered so far is how it can be uncomfortable for people to accept and revel in their success. Mm -hmm. And so I'm saying that I've observed that as being in a way a midwest thing like that's just a side observation i was trying to share and you and i are born and bred midwesterners so right so i see that in myself and i think it takes time to kind of move past that okay so you you're saying that part of preparing for success is believing that you can be successful to begin with yes and then being able to accept it like I thought that's why you brought up the book I was reading so I brought it up because to me it it tied in to that you can only be 
as successful for any sustained amount of time for what you prepare yourself for. So you're you're setting your own upper limit through preparation and things like that. And I know that they talk a lot about upper limits in the book, and a lot of that is a mental upper limit in that book, um, which is called mm-hmm. The Big Leap. Yeah. By? Yes. I could have got The Big Leap, but I, I don't remember the name oh, okay. of the so, author. I'm talking about kind of, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's mental, um, but some of it's like taking action and things like that, but basically doing the work on yourself and on your um, thought process and everything to set yourself up for success, and I think that ties into that that book. Uh, and the book is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Gay Hendricks, okay. So we can probably can link, to, link it. to it, yeah. But, yeah, so I guess in preparing for uh, success in, like, our land business and things like that, uh, we had hoped and maybe even thought that we would achieve maybe a higher le- level of success sooner Uh, and I just realized recently that even if we had achieved that success sooner like I hadn't done the work yet like on myself and I'm not saying that I've I've accomplished all these things already and I'm perfectly ready for all the success or anything like that but I know probably a year ago I was a far cry from where I am now and had I experienced that type of success it may not have been that good of a thing because you know if I quit my job and um, started doing this full time I don't know that I would have had the level of discipline I do now and you know it could have just kind of a-bombed the whole the plan like a child star who mm-hmm. has success way too early and exactly exactly like that without the drugs yeah but yeah so looking back and realizing that we didn't reach the level of success I had hoped to as soon as I had hoped to it's really a function of um, myself and maybe our uh ourselves and what we have prepared for success wise and I think since we've been really working hard on ourselves uh, with discipline and action that now we have really started to prepare ourselves for success the success has started to come do you agree with that yeah so (laughs) (laughs) you don't have anything to add my mind was wondering um uh, because you keep bringing up the word discipline okay and i may have brought this up in a previous episode i can't remember um about the gallup strengths finder okay and um or like it's the it's like a personality test and discipline is in my top five strengths so oh okay i was probably not in mine (laughs) well 
who knows? Oh, maybe it is now. It could be. People change. Or maybe it was in your top ten. Could be. And you're right now you're drawing on your inner discipline. Because the five, the cutoff for the top five, that's arbitrary. You can have high-functioning, um, t- like, talents. Yeah. Um past five like it doesn't mean right it's just arbitrary anyway so i was i was thinking about how it's a great opportunity to draw on that that natural talent or that strength Mm. that i have during this time yeah i think there's Um, benefits to that sorry were you done with your thought mm -mm. i mean yes okay (laughs) (laughs) one or the other i'm I'm, Um, i finished the thought so I'm going to go back to Jim Rohn again, which I of, often do. Uh, and I have, I will, I will link to my favorite book that I've listened to probably seven or eight times now by him on Audible. But uh, he talks a lot about discipline. Discipline is one of my weaknesses in my own mind. But I also don't think you can necessarily rely on your natural talents because when you realize what it takes to be a success at one thing or another there are certain attributes it takes and that's just what you have to be whether it's natural Mm -hmm. or not whether it comes easy to you or not so so do you believe that most of the successful people who you listen to are very mm -hmm. disciplined be it natural or definitely not only forced to not be disciplined. Only, oh, do I think naturally? Uh, well, I guess either. I mean, I don't, I think, you probably can't tell, but I mean... I think most of them have either a singular event or a buildup of events that force a change in their heart and in their mind that made them disciplined. I, I, I mean, a lot of them were homeless or... Um, you know, on in poor, broke, you know, just waste waste of space kind of people until one day when one thing or another happened and opened their eyes. So I don't think it comes naturally to most of them. I think it's part of a an aha moment where they realize hmm. if they want the things they want in their life they have to be a certain way. So and I don't know if I had necessarily an aha moment in my life which I think is really uncommon like for me to go from like a lazy not very accomplished person to like just kind of slowly fall into trying to be a disciplined successful person is not a typical course of events like for all the Maybe maybe that will limit my success in the long run or something. I don't know for sure. But, um, you know, I didn't come from some broken home or, like, my parents didn't beat me up. Uh, I didn't have – my parents didn't die. Like, I didn't have any major tragedy. Yeah, yeah I mean – but everything's relative. I mean, you don't you experience life differently. Everyone experiences life differently. Yeah. Um so I don't know if you're trying to get at a certain point or not, 
Um, I'm usually just meandering. Okay. <laughs> I got no. that sense. I got it, and I'm going to cut you off now. <laughs> no, I just, I think, I think discipline is one of the things you need. Uh, I, I was going to say Jim Rohn. He says, um, uh, I don't know the exact quote, but he says something like, success is practicing a few simple disciplines every day and so anyway I think that I think discipline is part of the framework that I especially need if I'm going to be the one quitting my job and putting myself into our business uh, to be successful and to have sustained success and yeah it's for me it's really hard I'm not a disciplined person normally. I can get on pretty intense spurts of mm-hmm. discipline, but long sustained discipline is a task. Yeah. So through all this, like with the theme of the podcast, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of your goal is the discipline part and how to yeah is that a part of preparing for success though in your mind yeah like i think it brings success and allows success both okay um get you there and keep you there yeah yeah exactly i had a lot of other thoughts the other day about this i almost wish we had recorded it then um we can always record more later. Well, do you have any thoughts I haven't covered about preparing for success? Well, I wasn't sure what you meant when you told me just briefly what the topic was. Um, because I was almost thinking it was the very future us where maybe we're both not working and what that looks like and Mm -hmm. how to mentally prepare for that and what that looks like um and then even offhand you've been talking about what your schedule will look like so i didn't know if you wanted to share that at all like what a work day may be like or if that's just another podcast well um but preparing for what what your work week is going to look like, I think is going to yeah. have, I think that ties in. Um, okay. Yeah, well, so right now what, I'm, what I think is uh, I want to have a 20-hour work week to begin with, and that would be four hours a day, five days a week which would give us the weekends. It would give us the nights because Liz works till 5 o'clock. She gets home around 5.30, which means I could be done with work by then because right now when we get home from work, we're working at home for the most part, not all night necessarily. but Right. There's always something to do usually. Yeah. So I want to – well, also because I am – I'm a mailman and I'm mobile. 
Uh, right now, I'm I'm pretty active on my job, and when I quit my job, that part of physical activity is going to be gone, and I don't want to put on 50 pounds. So we have a treadmill desk, which I I plan to use hopefully for my work day, and then I also am planning to join a gym, which I'd like to go to hopefully at least four days a week in the morning before I start work and I'm gonna start work after lunch so I'm thinking of doing like a a one to five kind of thing Monday through Friday um, and even that I mean I know you've been thinking about that for a while so that yeah. is kind of settled in your mind but mm-hmm. in a way that's a very drastic change and work oh yeah in work schedule yeah um that's why it's going to take discipline too mm-hmm. because i mean i know something else i wanted to talk about that ties into this okay so i'll allow it okay um so we've talked about um how having a vision for your future is important and a lot of motivational speakers and like the audiobooks I've been listening to talk about the importance of having vision the more specific the better so like we talked about on a in an earlier episode like when you make a new year's resolution don't say I want to lose weight this year say I want to lose 20 pounds by walking 10 miles a week you know the more specific the better so and the same thing holds for goals as far as um, like setting goals for yourself and having a clear vision of what that looks like so what we just covered here for for instance you know starting at one o'clock working till five o'clock on the treadmill uh, I know what gym I'm gonna go to like Mm -hmm. really specific things like because especially when you have really specific things, you can uh, you can reverse engineer that future by saying, okay, what do I have to, where am I now? Where is where I want to be? And then what are the incremental steps I need to take to get there? But, but having a clear vision of your future and maybe even like perfect self is something that a lot of people talk about um, that is important. So I have a vision of like my future perfect self and I even named him. It's, well, he can't have a different name. Yeah, well, it's it's Noah Prime. I told you that already oh, before. Oh gosh. I yeah. was like that's doesn't make any sense. How so <laughs> actually, yeah, this this topic is why I thought this episode could run a little longer. This is one of the like there's like three overlapping topics and I almost forgot about this one but so okay so I have Noah Prime which is basically like me having achieved like perfection in every aspect that I want so like perfect businessman perfect health perfect family man perfect friend that kind of thing and Mm -hmm. I have at least a vision of what that is in my head like and then so and then I also have a clear vision of the opposite, which I call Ball State Noah. So, have you told me about this? I don't, I don't know. 
I'm, I don't know if I have, but so. It doesn't sound familiar, but Ball State Noah sounds familiar. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.